Hi, and welcome to All Things Cozy with Matt and Jillian. We are a bi-weekly podcast about everything that is warm, soft, and comforting. We're wrapping up the month of love with a rendezvous with a couple of our favorite cozy romantic comedies, Down With Love and When Harry Met Sally. Joining us to write love letters to these films is one of our favorite listeners, Kate Littleton, who not only is a leader in the All Things Cozy Facebook group, but moderates the Facebook group for the Unspooled podcast. Welcome to the show, Kate. Welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. No, thank you for being here. Thanks for all of your support. I know, it's like I'm a celebrity here. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for your your lovely dish that you made us. Oh my God. She made us a vegetable tart that was amazing. So great. We'll post a picture. (laughs) It's these co-centric circles of of like beautifully colored vegetables. It was astounding. It's truly cozy. I'm actually distracted thinking about it. Yeah, but no, thank you, Kate, for being here. If you're part of our cozy Facebook community, you'll know Kate because she has the weekly What's Making You Feel Mm -hmm. Cozy This Week You started a lovely thread also about... The most popular posts on on the community. Yeah, a thread about... Share photos of your pets, and that was super oh, that cozy. Was that was really cute. I, I enjoyed that. seeing everyone's pets. By the way, they're, they're so very cute. adorable. It's a great, it's a cute idea. Series coming up with cute ideas to keep the group lively and engaged and feeling I'm, cozy. I mostly just wanted to post pictures of my dog. Well, and I needed we're, we're all grateful for it. Thank you. <laughs> Before we dive into our cozy romantic comedies, we're going to check in with what's making us feel cozy this week. Julian, kick it off. Well, I'm like, Arthur, having fun isn't hard when you got your library card. I love that song. <laughs> it's a bop. It's a jam. <laughs> and so that's me this week because I'm ha- having a renaissance with my library card. I didn't realize all the things you could do with a library card. <laughs> <laughs> Slow down, Julian. <laughs> I thought that I could just This may be episode 69, books. but we don't have to go there. <laughs> you... <laughs> Someone commented on in our group, singing of the group, and said, I love when Matt cheeses Jillian. <laughs> Which is every episode, so I'm glad, so glad we're you're listening keep, to the right show. We're keeping that theme going. Um, but yeah, I didn't know all the uses it had. And one of those being you can log into the Washington Post and get free articles. Oh, really? Which I had no idea. Yeah, the New York Times, wow. Los Angeles Times, I had no idea. I didn't know there's you could use a free language learning la- app as everyone knows I'm, I'm learning, learning Spanish so that's helpful to have um and yeah just there's this all these articles I actually found it from an article that came out it's like here's everything you can do with your library card in LA and there's a lot of stuff you can do all right give us the one that most surprised you I actually would have to say um free articles because I was like they're not going to give me anything for free <laughs> They're going to, um, yeah, I, I, I would never imagine that I would be able to read articles for free now with all these paywalls and it's so hard. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. Yeah. That's a little nice little treat. I guess like little surprises. That's nice. Yeah. Listeners go get a library card if you don't have one already. I don't, I can't imagine any listener to this podcast does not have a library card or have one updated, but. Oh, and also you get, um, discounts to museums around LA. Oh, really? So I didn't know nice. that. Yeah. yeah. So that's a nice little I'm a, surprise I'm a as well. lax library card owner. Like, I have it, but I don't use it nearly as often as I should, nor do I know fully the benefits in, involved with it. Yeah. Well, I've been checking out a lot of books recently, and it's nice to, when you put things on hold, they'll send you an email notification. So, I just yeah. love those email notifications. <laughs> it's nice. So, so nice. You can do the audio books, too. Oh, yeah. I just got my first library card since I was a little kid. It's I'm, exciting. I'm reading all the Newbery Medal winners, which we were talking about a little in the group, and I had to get a library card for that because I don't want to buy them all. That's such a cozy mission. Dude, it's so cozy. It's like <laughs> I do it before I go to bed. I just put on like last night was Witch of Blackbird Pond. Today is the mixed up files of something. I forget, but it's How really long are they usually? Um, so the longest was six and a half hours and the shortest has been three hours for the audiobooks. That's really good. That's like so a... if you read them even shorter. Yeah. Except for the first one is uh, a book that's sort of more like a really problematic textbook from 1929. Mm. Oh, like that's the very first <laughs> Newbery Award winner? Yeah. It's like the history of mankind or something. They were still written. trying to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they hadn't quite nailed down what that award was for yet. Yeah. They followed with Dr. Doolittle and I think stayed okay, on they, that they were, sort of yeah. path from then on. They found their way. Yeah. Kate, how about you? What's making you feel cozy this week? So I went back and forth a lot and 
I think what's making me feel cozy is I'm looking around your fabulous house and thinking about how much I like where I'm living now and want to like decorate it a little bit more. And it reminded me that I started taking a stained glass class. Oh, that's very cozy. A couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And I, well, there's this studio on Artesia um, for LA people that I would drive by and it has a big sign that says free or not free classes, sign up for classes. And my husband's been out of town. So I wanted to keep busy and I went into the studio. It's really little. It's filled with glass projects. Like it is full. Like there's mm. barely room to walk. There's a couple tables and it's these two women that teach the classes and it is really hard, but there's something cozy about doing something difficult mm-hmm. and then seeing an end result. I just soldered all of it last week and then I patina it this week on Wednesday and then I'm done. And I also was doing um, glass fusing classes there and they have different classes that are just like one day classes and week long classes. But what's really nice is it's, it's this really tight community. I went to their open studio day last week and it was all these people who just knew each other, like everyone knew each other. And it was really cool to do. I like doing a hobby. Mm-hmm. I like having yeah. a studio you can go to and do the hobby. And I like working with my hands. I think everyone should have a outlet for expression that they they make things, right? Like yeah, a podcast, absolutely. you know, or writing. And so I'm really, and, and stained glass is hard. It's like carpentry. It's a lot of power tools and stuff. It's not like painting. I thought it would be more like painting. It is not. I think you hit a nail on the head when you said doing something that you think is difficult or is difficult and achieving that gives you that cozy feeling of satisfaction yeah. that's every single time I go to my yoga class I'm like, oh yeah <laughs> okay once I get through this I'll remember myself later this evening with a glass of wine yeah, yeah. And you get through it because it's so hard like I don't know if I can do another pose and you do and I can imagine it's kind of a similar feeling you have an end product though you can have it in your hands which is yeah. even better I wanted to back out like every step of this I was like I can't do it but these women are so encouraging and they are so kind and they are so welcoming and uh it's just this really great kind of space where it feels safe to mess up. Like I really messed up a few things and they're like, it's okay. Just do it. Again. It's just nice. You know, it feels really supported. They have patience, which is really important. We were teaching that kind of class. Yeah. So if anyone is interested in doing like stained glass stuff, they should definitely like dive lovely. in. And what's the place called again? Oh, it's Alan Keenoyer, I want to say. If you look up stained glass in Artesia, in uh, it's either Torrance or Lawndale. I'm not good with neighborhoods, but it's uh, they have classes all the time, like all the time. And it's fantastic. That sounds really cool. Yeah, check that out. Really challenging stuff can be so cozy because it's all consuming and it's just this laser focus. Yeah. You get to just focus on this one thing and all the other problems kind of necessarily melt away because you need to devote. 100% of your brain power on doing that thing. Oh, yeah, especially with glass because yeah. it flies everywhere. Oh, yeah, wow. I have yeah. so many cuts on my hands, oh, but, wow. but it feels like I earned something. How do you color the glass? So do you, you do it all or do you just melt it? Like, why does that work? You start with um, colored glass. So they have thousands of panels of glass, all different um, kinds of glass. They're made differently, so you can heat them to different temperatures if you're mm-hmm. doing fusing and stuff like that. And uh, that's what I'm doing. Oh, I know it's beautiful. a podcast. That's really amazing. Well, we'll share. That's, that's really cool. I'll, I'll post a picture on, this, yeah, on the group. It's the like group. a sun and like a wave, like a, the ocean. Yeah. Wow. And you can see the um, the strands of white pulling through the blue, which is really gorgeous. Yeah. Well, you know, we get a we get a painting every time because we move a lot. And we travel a lot. We get a painting every time we go somewhere. And we didn't get a, we don't have a painting for Hermosa where we mm-hmm. live now. So I thought I could make. Since we live right on the beach, I thought we could make a wave. And that would be like our artwork from this this adventure that's beautiful that's really nice i love that yeah so but um yeah you cut you cut the glass out with like a like a blade thing and then you you use like a grinder and you you solder it and you it's it's a whole thing it's a lot of process and then you learned the end product is beautiful yeah it's it's, it's worth all the blood (laughs) (laughs) your battle scars (laughs) well i can't follow that because my thing is not nearly as cozy as that but um i got a record player for my husband for Christmas. What's making me feel cozy this week is this record player and just the tangible aspect of playing records and physical media. 
it's so nice getting a, re- a new record and like looking at the art and opening it up and then putting it on and then manually having to flip it. It's such you have to pay so much more attention to what you're listening to and it becomes an activity unto itself versus like how music has become because it's so ubiquitous and easy to play, just sort of like throwaway to a certain extent. But when you have to listen to a record, it, it it's like a center stage. It's, it's it is the activity in and of itself, and it's been so calming just to like listen to a record and then I don't know I'll do f- physical things with my hands like I'll sort my Magic the Gathering cards <laughs> while I put on a record um, or I'll do work I don't know what it is but I can't look at a screen and listen to a record I can't do it I don't know why that is I have to like mm-hmm. be present in my in my living room with the record on I can't just have like my phone in front of my face and for me that's like partially why I think it's cozy so Playing records is it's, is what's making me feel cozy this week. It's mindful. It's like mindful yeah. listening. Yeah, absolutely. It's nice. Already though, like it's only been two months, and if you look over on my shelf, there are there's a stack of records. Seventy five percent of those records were not there two months ago. We we went oh, wow. crazy with my husband's a huge Bright Eyes fan, so now we own every Bright Eyes vinyl in existence, and it's just exploded in a huge way. But it's great. Like it's it's really. I don't know, like a nice, relaxing thing to do at the end of a long, hard day of work. Do you have <laughs> a favorite nice. one? Like favorite by the artwork? Because they're so um, beautiful. I think, honestly, my favorite that we listened to the most maybe is the Lucy Dacus album, um, 2019, which was one of my cozy songs from actually January when we came back uh, from the break. Just because like it's a really short little album, but every single song is super warm and cozy. It's also really great to have people over and play a record. I don't know. I just find that it's like... Cool. It's cooler, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it looks very cool. I'll never be one of those vinyl people. I don't. I can't hear a difference in the sound. I'm sorry. I don't think it sounds that different. I, but I just do, I do like the fact that it rotates, spinning things. Mm-hmm. It's fun. I like that. Soothing. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's been a nice like uh, addition. Even though we've had a record player before, we didn't have one that we used as much because it was such a pain in the butt to use. So it's nice. Yeah. Okay, um, so let's dive right in. All right, so we picked two romantic comedies for the month of love, February. Mm-hmm. We we did cozy ships, so those were relationships on our last episode. Sailed but we also wanted, yeah, we also wanted to acknowledge the wonderful romantic comedies that have shaped I don't know shaped our lives, I suppose, or shaped our well, uh, our lives, but <laughs> our, not these act well. Not these in particular, but I don't know. Romantic comedies are an important genre that are kind of having a resurgence now. Yeah, I think because last year we just talked about one movie in particular, I believe. Yeah. And so this time... It was a Hallmark movie, Hallmark. right? Yeah. We, or maybe it was a year prior. Yeah. We talked about... um, Had involved llamas. Oh, Valentine in the Vineyard. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. And that was a interesting trip. Uh, and so we decided this year we're going to make it a little bit more mainstream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And what better to discuss it with than with Kate? And you had our, your Unspooled podcast pick one of the movies. Yeah, so I voted. I threw up a poll and I said, so it's about almost 6,000 people in there. So they, they know their movies pretty yeah. well. And I asked them what they thought the coziest rom-coms were. And the number one was a landslide. Like it wasn't even close. I think it had over twice as much as the next pick. That's when Harry Met Sally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you made that sound like, and that's when Harry Met Sally was on the Unspooled po- <laughs> yeah. Podcast Facebook page. Um, and then I've never seen it. So No, we hadn't. So it, it kind of all worked out. So it was the number one choice that Kate threw out there. Mm-hmm. And we had both never seen it before. And mm-hmm. it was this huge blind spot in my, I don't know, filmography. I don't know. That's not my film. I didn't make it. But <laughs> um, in, in my movie watching uh, history... And I always meant to see it. I don't know what it was about. I don't know what the block was, like why I never sat down to see it. Maybe because I felt like I had seen it because of all that the one scene of the of the scene in the diner. Yeah, Everyone knows it. Like diner. I'll have what she's having. Meg, Meg Ryan is um, faking an orgasm, and she's and you know moaning in the middle of a cafe or deli rather. And Rob Reiner's mother, I believe, um, the director is uh, the the woman who said I'll, have what, who says, I'll have what she's having. Oh, interesting piece of um, trivia. I remember and, that. And yeah, and so it's an iconic scene, and for whatever reason, I thought like, and that's all I need to see. Yeah, I think I was the same way. I'd seen that clip a thousand times. I don't even know how I've seen it a thousand times. It's always showing up. And so I also felt similarly where I had already seen it. I knew the premise, so I was pleasantly surprised. 
when I watched it and actually enjoyed it. So it's on Hulu and I streamed yeah, it. Yeah, that oh, that's perfect. A good that tip. really worked out. No, it was on Hulu because I'm like, wow. oh, now I have to pay for this. But <laughs> <laughs> it was free on Hulu. So that was a good thing. That's yeah. a cozy tip. Yeah. So before tip. we dive too much into discussing that the film, let's go over what it's about. So When Harry Met Sally is, um, again, an American romantic comedy film. It was released in 1989, and it was written by Nora Ephron and directed by Rob Reiner. And it stars Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan. So Billy is Harry and Meg Ryan is Sally. The movie follows those characters as they meet each other at the University of Chicago as students, and they're just kind of friends. And the film posits this question is, can a man and a woman be friends, really? Or will sex get in the way? Do I give away this very old movie plot? I don't know. Well, there might be people like us haven't seen it. Yeah. So, so I'm not, I won't say if they get together or not, <laughs> listeners, but I think you can draw your own conclusions <laughs> just based on all the movies you've seen in your life. It, it kind of like it has these five-year gaps, like them meeting as students and then later, like, and they're all with other people and they try to, they don't really like each other at all to begin with. And then, you know, they grow on each other. It's one of the love-hate relationship. That's a good summary. Yeah. They're polar opposites. Yeah. When the movie started, I really thought, oh, no, I'm going to hate these people, and I'm going to hate this movie. because, Why? Well, I mean, especially Harry is insufferable. He's oh. so mean to her. He, so, okay, let, let, I let think me he's say, always insufferable to the true, very end. True, <laughs> I, I think that's a fair point. But, like, when he gets into the car, so she picks him up at the University of Chicago. He's making out with his girlfriend. She's, like, ready to go. She has a honk on the horn. He He gets in the car finally. He's... Chewing seeds and spitting, spitting them at the window. At the window that's not rolled down. Yeah. Um, it's disgusting. And he's like bringing up these really crude things. Crude things yeah. and these topics like death and, and kind of prodding her in kind of a condescending way. And she's just like, I'm just trying to get to New York. He's the worst. <laughs> he's the worst, yeah, right? Yeah, no, he really is. And the then worst. they stop at a diner and then she gives this like ridiculous order to the, the waitress. And you kind of realize that she's the worst too. Like, yeah. she's like basically like, I want like, uh, I don't know, I want. A, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, hold a peanut butter with a with a sprig of mint on the side, cut in three quarters. Like that's not a real order that she had, but like it could be. It was it's that specific. Apparently, that's actually based on Nora Ephron. She she based that character on herself. Oh. Some she had was ordering once um, on a plane, and the stewardess said, "Have you ever seen the movie When Harry Met Sally?" Just because her order was so specific. <laughs> and it is that way because, you know, she based her uh, salary on her. How exhausting. So, you know, I, I, I loved Nora Ephron until I learned about that fact. Um, <laughs> the, the opening, what I immediately was drawn to is a cloudy, leafy campus. So the setting I, I immediately loved. Yes. I, and I think so to me, that, that, is like, that is what drew me in was at the beginning when I didn't like these characters very much. And, and just to jump ahead, I, they grew on me and I did end up liking them. What I thought was really cozy about this movie is that is the setting, like these Setting's beautiful so shots of uh, Fall New York and, and winter in New York. When they're at the Natural Museum of History yeah. and they're standing in that for the, the um, I think they have those little pyramids or something like that. And there's mm-hmm. a stained, there's a, sorry, the big glass window and then you can see the red leaves outside. It's a really beautiful scene. Yeah, the setting was gorgeous. That was the one thing that I wrote down. It's like the setting is so cozy. And they're walking through Central Park and it's winter. Um, fall and winter, they nailed. And, and that really hit all the cozy notes for me. They just really give you a sense of time. And I like that time passes in this movie. Yes. It's not one of those things where... I love where time jumps. Yeah. People fall in love and it, like, it's within the span of like a week or two, which is a lot of movies have kind of like compressed time so Especially much. Especially recent They're so rom-coms. fast. This yeah. is slow. Yeah, really slow place. I like seeing the development of a relationship that's super cozy. Like seeing people fall in love will always be cozy. Mm-hmm. Well, that, No a, matter how neurotic they and are. That goes to another <laughs> point, which is character development. Um, because it does jump through time. So you can see these characters evolve and reflect. Uh, especially through dialogue. A lot of rom-coms... Well, I think about rom-coms or modern rom-coms. There's a lot of slapstick comedy or, you know, the the heroine is always like falling over herself really true. or being quirky oh, or yeah. just um, being a parody of themselves. But or these, like a manic pixie. Yeah, manic pixie or they're, they were sort of embarrassing themselves. But that's endearing about them. And Until the guy, she takes her glasses off. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. But um, Sally was a strong, opinionated women and even though they both had their flaws they you could see their character evolve through the 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 dialogue that's really the heart of the movie their conversations Mm -hmm. which can be cozy because you can dive into it 
That's so true. Now that you mention it, I'm thinking of so many modern romantic comedies and how much they rely on pratfalls and like, oh yeah, I'm bumbling and I'm, I've fell down a staircase. I don't know. Why is that? Like, why did we go full like three stooges with romantic <laughs> comedies? They have, there has to be some sort of like ridiculous element. Yeah. Well, and it, let's say, I mean, I love Bridesmaids. When you think about that movie too, she's just falling apart. Like a lot of the rom-coms, this woman who's falling, you know, falling apart and she's interesting and, there's there's a there's something there's a kernel of goodness in that too like i'm not saying mm-hmm. i don't i don't like that um device but um it's just you can sort of be a person who's just kind of existing you have to have some some flaw and it usually does involve some silly comedy these are very strong characters yeah very strong characters they're they're well drawn mm-hmm. um and well cast yeah like yes. really that's what the coziest thing for me is the um the cast. I love Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan and Carrie Fisher. I know that's why oh, I wrote Fisher, them. Yeah, it was yeah. nice yeah. to see her too, and she was great in it. I thought very cozy character, very cozy character. Um, yeah, yeah was I was lovely. surprised that they had that chemistry. Wouldn't expect it. I think Meg Ryan it. has chemistry with everyone. Like honestly, because she's like the romantic comedy queen. I yeah, feel like she works true. with anybody. She's just so adorable. Yeah, it makes you want to revisit. Her later movies. She's creating a, uh, a romantic comedy dynasty because now her son is oh. in romantic comedies. Who's her really? son? It's it's her son with Randy Quaid, right? Oh yeah, Isn't she was Wait, not, not, Randy not, not, not Randy Quaid. Uh, Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid. Randy <laughs> is a uh, character. Isn't he like, I was like, does anybody think there's a, a UFO coming? For a second, yeah, my heart stopped. In the reality where she's with Randy Quaid. <laughs> Sorry, my mouth is always ready to say Randy Quaid, even, even when I mean Dennis Quaid. But that was a um, flashback. Wow, I haven't you thought about him in a long time. Jack, Jack, Jack Quaid. Jack Quaid, yeah. thank you. Um, yeah, Jack Quaid was <laughs> just in... Um, oh, he's so cute. He was just in a movie oh, with... Oh, yeah, yeah. She, he's got with the woman the from uh, Pen15. Plus one? Plus one. She's created a dynasty of romantic comedy now. But yeah, I, I really did like... Uh, I loved the the couple that they're friends with, Carrie Fisher, and I. I'm sorry, I don't know the other guy's name. I don't he's know cute. his name either. He's he's, he's a cute, the writer. Yeah. What I was reading too is that their that telephone conversation that they're happening that they're having in bed was all done in one take because they were all on the same soundstage. Oh, oh. cool. Mm-hmm. So, so they, they could hear each other. Timing. Yeah, they could hear each other. They were actually on the line with each other. Oh, that's cute. But I didn't know. You have all the great trivia. Yeah, that's really cool. It's called imdb.com. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, I mean, I really, my expectations were sort of middling for When Harry Met Sally. Yeah, me too. And it exceeded them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also love it. It lives up to the hype. It does. I also love the vignettes of them hanging out once. Yes. I think in the, because I think like there's four stages of evolution of the relationship when they first meet, mm-hmm. they meet again, they meet for a third time, and then they're both single at the same time. I don't yeah. think it's a spoiler. And um, yeah, the, the so cute of watching the relationship grow and these sweet vignettes, which are which are nice. Yeah. Like going out to dinner together, hanging out, walking through the park. So my favorite part of that movie is the vignettes too. I think they're like the best part because you're seeing real people a real relationship and real things that happen and actually the deli scene is my least favorite part of that movie and I always just seeing that deli scene and all the sort of clips and stuff is why I dragged my feet on the movie too because I was like I don't this is stupid like this looks cheesy and weird but the once you get into the meat of that story Nora Ephron I mean it's it's really good at talking about a relationship and mm-hmm. showing a real relationship and a friendship and all the different kinds of love. And I think that's really great. I think so too. If you're like me and you were dragging your feet on this film because, because of the deli scene and you feel like you had seen it, even though you hadn't do yourself a favor and actually watch the movie. It's way better than you think it is. And that deli scene is not the best scene. The, it's, no, we all no. know what the best scene is, right? Do we agree on what the best scene of the movie is? Maybe not. Oh, oh, oh. I, I have don't to know. think of that. Because mine's not one particular scene. It's just, like I said, those those vignettes. And I think I like that setting. the double date the most. Oh, That's see, funny. I like the end. I like when he's like, I love you, even though you're, you have terrible choices in sandwiches. Mm-hmm. And I, I just love that whole speech and the running. And that is a really new, sweet like, scene. Ended yeah. on New Year's. So romantic. Yeah, like, the like New Year's. Like as well. New Year's was, oh, was festive. I think that is, uh, 
that's just like the dream, right? The romantic comedy dream is a man running or, or anyone you're in love with running after you and yeah, giving you this wonderful speech about how wonderful you are, who really knows you. Yeah, that's funny. When I went to watch, I was like, I asked my partner if she would watch it with me. She was sure. And then I went on Hulu and it's in 1989. She's like, I'm not watching this. Wow. <laughs> Did you go up? I was to- like, wow, came this 1990. <laughs> <laughs> Did you afterwards go, I love you even though you yeah, have terrible taste in movies? Yeah. <laughs> when when Jillian met Cranky. <laughs> cranky. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, Grandma. 1989. <laughs> but yeah, no, I it, it exceeded my expectations. Really loved When Harry Met Sally. One more fun fact before we move on to Down With Love is that Rob Reiner actually had just gotten out of a divorce with Penny Marshall. And this mm, movie came out I of didn't a conversation know they were with him and Nora Ephron around the fact that he, as a newly single person, was really struggling with dating. And so wanted to make a film that explored that and the idea of male and female friendship. And so she went to work and she, you know, she wrote this movie. Meanwhile, while they were filming, he met his current wife. So they've been married since. Oh. Her name is... Was she involved in the movie at all? Yeah, she was a photographer on set. So uh, Michelle Singer. That's really cool. I didn't know that. I have no verification for this, but I read somewhere that the movie ending changed because of that relationship. I don't quite believe that, but they do confirm there was a different ending originally that they called the true ending. And then there's the romantic comedy fantasy version, What's the true ending? Which, we, which we get in the actual movie. They stay friends. No, yeah. I don't like that. Yeah, they just you stay don't friends. I like that either. <laughs> I guess we're we're, we're 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 giving it away. We all we all we, we all knew I they end up together. Is, this one is there's no twist. It. It's there's just no a twist. romantic it's very comedy. Yeah, they they end up together and in a really like like Kate was saying like magical magical romantic way with his speech yeah. and the but, running, and, and running and after her like all that speech. stuff and it was earned. Yeah. yeah, I think it that's important. Oh yeah, yeah, because a lot of rom coms it's just not earned. They really put up with each other for a long time. Twenty years. Right? Isn't it 20 years or 15? Well, they met in college, and then she was in her early 30s, I believe. And she oh was like God. 31. When I guess it was, was it three, five-year jumps? So 15 were... years? Yeah, so it was college. Then she was dating this guy. They were in their 20s. And then huh. he, she le- left her other boyfriend when she was in you her 30s. You know that um, meme where it's the woman doing math? Yeah. That's Julian yeah. right now trying to figure <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah. How long Harry <laughs> knew Sally. True story. Um, all right. So down with love. Ugh. Let's get into it. So Fantastic. Kate, down with love was your choice and it's a perfect choice. Oh, it's the best. Um, can you give us a quick rundown? What yeah. is down with love about? Down with Love is absolutely fantastic. It is about a writer, Renee Zellweger plays her, who goes to the big city to get her book published. Sarah Paulson is her editor. And in order to get press for this book, which all of the men who sit on the board of the publishing company want nothing to do with and completely ignore, Sarah Paulson's character gets Ewan McGregor to agree to do an interview. And David Hyde Pierce plays Ewan McGregor's uh, sort of best friend and and boss-ish type character. And Ewan McGregor is like man's man, man about town kind of playboy. And um, has no interest in interviewing a dowdy writer, right? He's never seen her. He just, like, ugh, this woman who's from the North New England and wrote a book in the winter, no interest. So he keeps putting her off. And she says, I never want to talk to you again then. I have no interest in ever doing the interview. And then he sees her because she has a picture on her book and it becomes obsessed. And so the rest of the movie is him pretending to be uh, an astronaut named Zip, Who's trying to woo her with Southern accent? With a, with a delightful Southern yeah. accent. He's Crazy absolutely. Southern accent. Oh my! He's delightful. My, I laughed every time he spoke. Everything it's, it's he does is delightful. The same accent he used for Big Fish. Oh, so delightful! I guess yeah, you're right. I'm completely tickled by him. I think he's just fantastic. This movie is amazing, not least of all because this is peak Ewan McGregor. Oh, he is the prettiest. Blue he eyes are ever shining. been and ever will be. I don't know. Even just like the the idea of him as like a leading man. I don't know. Everyone's so buff now. Like I'm so tired of it. Oh, where are my skinny little spaghetti well, noodles? Well, you know, <laughs> they specifically. So the reason he looks that way too is because he's the the movie is this pastiche mm-hmm. of like old early '60s sort of 
Hollywood rom-coms. That is this it, this wonderful era of like Rock Hudson. He's playing the Rock Hudson character. Right, exactly. Like Pillow Talk era. Uh, oh, kind of it's basically Pillow Talk, mm-hmm. right? Except with a few changes to mush and some other stuff. But I mean, you have uh, Tony Randall is the, uh, the David Hyde Pierce character. And Tony Randall, who, for those of you who don't know, plays sort of the bumbling best friend of Rock he's Hudson so funny in these movies. In yeah, he's the comic relief. He's also one half of the odd couple. Yeah, is he? Oh, mm-hmm. see, now I don't know that. So I guess people do know who he is. But the um, he was in Down With Love. He plays the uh, the head of the mm-hmm. publishing company that wants to push uh, Renee Zellweger and Sarah Paulson in the corner. So that was a cute cameo. You hit the nail on the head. It is a pastiche. And everyone's kind of like sort of chewing the scenery with their performance. Oh, it's yeah. v- they're really leaning into it as parody, but mm-hmm. a loving but, parody. It's not like they're not making fun of it. But it's like serious it, it's, too. It's, yeah. Like it's not No, no, it's it's not throwaway, but it is like there it, there's a knowing knowing. I would say homage, homage more the, than parody. Right word, yeah. yeah. And it's beautiful. Like the sets are beautiful. The costumes. The I love the costumes the most. That's what I stuck out to me. Everyone looks so lovely and Yeah. Especially when they match her and her and Vicky. Mm-hmm. When they do their, they match their characters when they're taking off the jackets and like the jackets uh, mirror the dress of the other person. Oh, so good. So detailed. Like every, yeah, that movie. Apparently every single item of clothing was custom made for the actors. Mm-hmm. I was shocked that Sarah Paulson was in this because I think of Sarah Paulson as like a recent phenomenon, but she must have been, people knew who she mm-hmm. was. She's always been amazing. Yeah, she, I was surprised always, to see her as well. Was, was this her big break or was she around before this? I, I... I didn't do my research on this aspect of it, but I like I have my questions about like, is this when Sarah Paulson like made a splash? But she's also like in a movie with like some big names and she's right there with them. So I kind of feel like she must have done something before that. I definitely like when I saw her, I was like, oh, it's her. Like she wasn't, yeah. I knew who she was when I saw this, mm-hmm. but it's hard for me to remember when she became more popular because this movie is such a part of my DNA now. I've seen it mm-hmm. so many times. I don't remember before anymore. And Rachel Dretch. And Rachel Dratch and Chris Parnell. Oh, Chris Parnell was great. And another interesting thing was the the when Chris Parnell is in, he plays a uh, like a presenter on a TV, like an Ed Sullivan type person, Mm -hmm. and he does, and he has Judy Garland, right? They do the clip of Judy Garland singing "Down with Love," and then Renee Zellweger goes to win the Oscar for Judy Garland. What a coincidence! Yeah, and she won on Sunday. I think it's because we watched "Down with Love," and it created energy around her. Like probably why Renee Zellweger has an Oscar. She's so good. Every and and even the end credits of this movie when they're singing. Oh, the duet. Oh my god! I like yeah. This movie runs in my blood. It is. It is so much fun. It is so beautiful. It has something for everyone. Like even if you just want to look at the the beauty of it, and it's so like good at being from that era. And I highly recommend um, that people don't sleep on the other movies. It's it's doing the homage to either mm-hmm. because Pillow Talk is fabulous and so is all you know doris day died last year and she was one of my favorite actresses and touch of mink is a really good movie of hers which is what introduced me to the wall of food you know that wall of food they had in new york where they would oh god automats and they still have automats in new york they have two and i've always wanted to go and eat at the automat it's when you put your money in and you open a little window and the, the plate of food is right there and you slide it out Oh, cool. I've, I've never done that I've before. Never done oh, it's yet. fantastic. I'm I'm so like in love with this culture. Touch of Mink, you have to watch it. It's yeah, she falls in love. List. She falls in love with a playboy and he like whisks her away to an island and Doris Day, of course. This is the, these are the no sex comedies. Mm-hmm. That's what they call them, right? Mm-hmm. And so she's of course having none of like shared a shared bed. No. <laughs> it's fantastic. This movie and the movies that it's based on are just effervescent. Yeah. Like you're, they just are, they're bubbly. They're, you're watching them and they're it just kind of carries breezy. you through. Yeah, exactly. And you want a glass of champagne while you watch <laughs> it. Oh, yeah, you that would have been like, great. champagne. Yeah. And I think this movie has gotten even more love and acclaim as it's aged because it didn't do very Not well at the box reviews. office. No, the reviews were okay. The reviews were okay, but it, it, it kind of d- bombed. It bombed, yeah. Like it, it, it made basically what the budget was. It made like 40 million. Yeah. Which is so depressing because it was like, I instantly loved this movie loved it even the Mm -hmm. cover like draws you in it's like just ah it's so good so good (laughs) i like the attention to detail yeah and it was it was very funny i was chuckling a lot through it one of my favorite we we were talking about this earlier off mic but 
one of my favorite um, aspects to the whole movie is that is this kind of weird thing that happens where David Hyde Pierce and Sarah Paulson are gay in real life <laughs> and their romantic interests in this movie. And they think that each other is gay. <laughs> <laughs> They're that characters. Funny. Yeah. But in real life, they are. <laughs> I got it. The other details that I love are, are like his bachelor pad with all the buttons. I love that. Oh, I Sarah love... Paulson gets caught under the. Oh, yeah, because I love these this thing where that they used to do in like the 60s where they would have all these, even in the 70s they did this, where they would have buttons that did stuff in your house, like buttons that rolled up the wall or buttons that turned on the record player. Like everyone was fascinated with, and I still, I'm I want such more a buttons. I want to press things. Yeah. Like be I, careful. Records be flying at you in no time if you're not careful. It was like the original Smart House. And then the other thing, of course, is that if you're going to watch this movie, you're going to want some chocolate. Oh you. yeah, those chocolate bars. I can taste the chocolate bars. Oh my they, god, they, they really do linger on them. I, I love the scene at the end, and, and there won't be any spoilers. But when she, when Renee Zellweger is going to eat the chocolate, and she bashes it against oh, the yeah. counter to <laughs> break it up really fast, so she can just start shoving it in her mouth. They eat chocolate whenever there's sexual tension. So mm-hmm. pretty much the entire movie, <laughs> so good. She's wonderful in it as well. It was nice to. See. Oh, yeah, I, I also that's another pairing I didn't think would have much chemistry. But so you know they, they were, do. and then they were together in. Mrs. Potter or Miss Potter or whatever later. That one was sad, oh, though. Oh, I've never seen that. Yeah, the Beatrix Potter story. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they. Have, I think, again, Ewan McGregor has chemistry with everybody. I've never... Has he ever not had... Even, like, in Star Wars, right? He was. In yeah, he, he has great chemistry with Hayden Christensen. But he does! Like, he has yeah. good chemistry with, like, all of his... Or Samuel L. Jackson, you know? Like, yeah. Ewan McGregor is just charismatic. Like he, we all want to have sex with human. human yeah, we do. Okay. Like, well, there's you said not it. a single human being on this planet that wouldn't. So true. Oh, and then I think, think of him in Moulin Rouge. Even oh, God. Yeah, fella. I'm, I'm kind of swoon. Well, Moulin Rouge was formative for me. I yeah. lived and died by that movie in high school. It was so meaningful, and it's among the few movies that I remember caring so much about that I have not rewatched them in adulthood out of fear that I wouldn't. I oh, wouldn't it, live up to my my memory of them. No, it's still good, but it is sad. Yeah. All of Baz Luhrmann's movies are just as good as you remember. That Romeo and Juliet is still the best Romeo and Juliet, but boy, is it's he's sad. A couple other things about Down with Love. One is I love the color of the film. I I, I read that they actually um, color time the movie in post to bring it down to like a Technicolor look that would have been how films were were colored in the sixties. And it just gets that color, right? Like Jillian was saying, the attention mm-hmm. to detail. Interestingly, and I have to say this as somebody who had a Smash podcast for a couple of years, Mark Shaman, who you may know um, did the music for Hairspray, the musical. Oh, I love that. Um, he did the score for When Harry Met Sally, and oh. he did the score for Down With Love. Really? Enough, yeah. It's a good score. Yeah, so both these movies share a, a composer. It's uh the score is really like kind of Mancini Cole Porter. It's mm-hmm. like very bouncy. I love it. Yeah, I feel like Mark Shaman kind of has this chameleon quality. He can really kind of like yeah. do whatever you need him to do. <laughs> Any other final final remarks about our our cozy movie love interests? <laughs> no, I, I have to say, I really enjoy this little love train we went on. Yeah, and I, I really, both movies I enjoyed. I would. This is just me personally, but I would love it if somebody watched Down With Love because of this podcast and then went to the Facebook group and talked about it because I so badly would love to talk to more people about Down With Love. You've heard the challenge. Yeah. Go watch Down With Love. Hop on our Facebook group. or mm-hmm. at All Things Cozy Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, by the way. And talk to us about it. Let us know what you think. If it's, it's your first time or if it's your hundredth time, it's a great way to wrap up the Valentine's Day weekend. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, this was, this was really fun. I want to do, yeah. I want to talk about more romantic comedies. I feel like we should have picked more movies. <laughs> we could just do this on the other week. You could do the bi-weekly All Things Cozy and then another bi-weekly on the off week romantic comedy talk. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there's like plenty of material between romantic comedies and Hallmark movies. Oh yeah. Well, there's no. And then you have to have Alonzo on. There's no that's shortage <laughs> of of things to talk about when it relates to coziness and love. Yeah. We're gonna move on. Whether you have a you're missing your loved one, or you know you just got of a bad breakup and need something soothing, we're here to soothe you with some sounds. Kate, we want you to kick it off. Can you share your soothing sound with us? Yes, I can. (laughs) 
So um, I've been playing this new video game called Death Stranding. Which cozy. <laughs> does not sound cozy. Um, and what it is, for those of you who don't know, is you're in a dystopic future. And I'm the one who said Hunger Games was my... I can't believe it's not cozy. So that should come as no surprise that I find this video game very cozy. Um, and you're basically a, a UPS agent in this. Really? Yep. And that sounds super boring. And that's what mm-hmm. everyone says when they describe this game. They're like, it sounds really boring, but trust me. And really, trust me, it's fun. So anyway, it's a very um, mindful, meditative game um, because you're really just traveling to deliver these packages back and forth. There's sort of a lot of downtime and they have this beautiful soundtrack and there's a lot of instrumentals and a lot of different artists. And one song that I find particularly cozy is the title track called Death Stranding by Church. And I find it cozy because they talk, there's a line in there that says like, at the end of time, we'll be fine, you and I. And it's really lovely vocals singing about, it's the end of the world. We're like, it's, it's this dystopic future but we got each other and we got this and what's mm-hmm. supposed to happen is going to happen. And it's just people surviving together. It's really honest about, um, there's lyrics about saying like, well, we, we didn't make the best choices and here we are now, but mm-hmm. you know what? Like going to roll with it. We're going to, yeah, we're going to take what comes and we're going to do it together. And it's, it's really, really, it's a long song. It's like six minutes, but it's, it's really beautiful. And, and it's just, it makes me feel safe. And that's the coziest you can be feeling safe. Well, let's feel safe and listen to Death Stranding by Churches. You can take my heart Hold it together as we fall apart Maybe together we can make our In the stars we can Keep us together as the lights go she has such a strong voice for such a tiny little person. Is she tiny? She's very tiny. Yeah. And she's they're from Glasgow, which oh. is, by the way, one of the coziest locations in the world. Yeah, but her voice is so powerful. Yeah. And even, but you see like how even like what they're singing about isn't, yeah. I was going to say it reminds me of the Sailor Moon songs, but <laughs> nobody knows what I'm talking about. So I love churches. I just, I love the kind of frenetic energy. It's like a train that's chugging along, yeah. hitting you sonorously. <laughs> like it, it works yeah. really well, but it is this wall of sound coming at you. Yeah. Um, and I, you kind of just get completely encased in that melody. I love churches. This is, this is a great choice. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. And, um, it's a, it's a song that you would listen to. You're trying to gear up to do something hard. He's talked about, um, Staining glass. Yeah, it is. It's like a psych up song. It's yeah, like, you psych- can do this. It's, it's a cozy psych up song, which is be an interesting little genre. That's true. It's, it's like standing those... together and, and and backing each other up and like you got give yourself this. confidence. It is kind of a fight song. Yeah, yeah, a cozy fight song. Yeah, no, it's I. That's a great take on it. It's a lovely choice. Yeah, I love that song. Well chosen. My choice for soothing sound is. I really try to pick 2020 songs, like current year, just to help ourselves when we do the Cozy Awards. But I had to go back to 2019 because I made a big mistake and I missed a whole album that's amazing mm-hmm. and I want to go back and fix it. So, Because I knew about the album, that's the worst thing, and I just didn't give it the proper attention it needed for me to realize how great it was. I'm talking about the album Paying by Caroline Polachek. Caroline Polachek, you may know as one half of Chairlift, Um, But she now has a solo album that came out in October, and I totally slept on it. I really did. Like, my husband played it for me. I was like, that's good. I like that. And that was (laughs) it. I never really went into the album. I don't know what was going on in my life at that time. October's busy. It it is, you know, as a Halloween fan, as a gay man on Halloween, it's a very busy (laughs) time of year for me. Um, So, yeah, so it just completely got ignored and... We got tickets to her concert because I love Chairlift. Like, I love her music. I, I really have no excuse for why I ignore this album. And saw her perform. She was amazing. And I finally got to, like, really sit with the music. And we bought the actual the vinyl at, the, um, at the, the, the show. And so playing it this past week and really immersing myself in it, I'm like, oh, my God, every single song on this is fantastic. And it really does run the gamut between 
atmospheric, om- almost churchesy style songs. Like there's, they can kind of come at you a little strong. But for every one of those types of songs, there's two more atmospheric and slow build. Like really, the the best comparison I can make is Enya. Like some of these songs are like straight up Enya jams, and I and if you know me, you know that I love Enya, and it is the biggest compliment yep. I can say about any artist. I love Enya. Enya. Enya with comprehensible lyrics, which is like even better. <laughs> you know, it's not a made up language. Okay, mm. she's singing in English. No shade to Enya. <laughs> not sure, I've no listened to Enya. a lot of Enya lately. I do. I do love her made up language. Her gobbledygook is beautiful to me. Is it actually made up? It's made up. She made really? up. Really? Yeah. No. Not everything she's saying, but like when she goes into certain, some songs are in a language she made up. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. How that's the power of Enya. That's, that's like, that's how bold she is. She just does what she wants. Wow. <laughs> I like, like her. I can just make up gibberish and you'll buy this, won't you? Because you love me so I much. I 100% bought it. But yeah, Caroline Polachek, Pang, every song is a complete gem and I'm so mad at myself for sitting on it. And I even had a weird moment this weekend where the day after the show is out at brunch and a woman walks into the brunch place. I'm like, she looks kind of familiar. And I was standing outside and there's this guy with her and I'm wearing a shirt from the show. I'm wearing a Caroline Polachek shirt. And he says to me, Hey, nice shirt. And I look up and it's Caroline Polachek and this guy that she's with. So exciting. No. Yeah. It's, it was, I mean, it was true LA moment. Dream it was come a true, true. LA moment, you know, kind of a nightmare. Like it's sort of humiliating though. If you think about it to me, no. like, wearing their band shirt. <laughs> yeah. But, she wouldn't be yeah, she who she re- is she, if it wasn't for you. She wouldn't have yeah, acknowledged, she would acknowledged me. you. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, she was very, very sweet. We had like a very brief interaction, like that, that basically just amounted to like, what are the odds of this? Like, I'm Rachel, sure she sure. really. If you saw someone with an all things cozy t shirt, you would look at them like, I am very grateful for you and want to That's say hi. That's true. Yeah. Like, it, oh yeah. It's not embarrassing. So it's flattering. Got make shirts. So I should have apologized to her in person. Like, I'm so sorry that it took me this long to realize that this album's great. This is my penance for um, ignoring this album and sleeping on it. And I'm not letting any of you do the same thing. So here's my favorite song from the album. Um, And it relates to the whole idea of romance because it's about her loving somebody too much that she doesn't even let herself do that. And then she, she tells herself, Caroline, shut up. And, you know, I gotta let this, I gotta let this relationship go where it needs to go. I, I can't keep second guessing it. So um, here is Caroline Shut Up by Caroline Polachek. Time stop instead of speeding up. Die to go slow. Sometimes I wonder do I love you too much? Then I tell myself, Caroline, shut up. that a lot i liked it she sounds so familiar yeah it's a very slow kind of like it's the only explicit you, song you, on the album oh really yeah <laughs> i avoided that the there actually yeah there's a there is an f-bomb in that song not to appear on all things cozy uh, <laughs> i just know because i could slow dance that song yeah you really it's a wedding could. dance <laughs> i like when she says shut up <laughs> I just, every time you guys make suggestions, I immediately download them. You're like the <laughs> only way I get new music. So as soon as you started talking, I looked it up. Well, now I'm on a mission because last year, I guess I was choosing very old songs. So this year, trying to make my All Things Cozy partner happy. <laughs> really? You, you sound like such a jerk, like <laughs> teasing you. Which is very I modern. I am. But sorry, Julian. Me. I love you. <laughs> Well, that's what makes the people happy, yeah. being teased. So. <laughs> of course, you just make it so easy. <laughs> but <laughs> old songs go. are like old friends, so they're yeah. cozy. But I think it has helped me because sometimes I'm that person who's just looking at the same song literally over and over and over again, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, no, I've done that. I've driven yes. from L.A. to Tucson just listening to one song many times. <laughs> yeah, it's just like every day I'll just play the same song. Yeah. So this kind of pushed me to discover new music. Sometimes this time warp of 2007 it's a good era i mean if you're gonna be trapped in any time like you may as well be in 2007 (laughs) yeah so because of my soothing sound i tried i break it down for us (laughs) well it's so funny because for for this artist 
I in my notes I spelled it phonetically, but I'm really bad at phonetic spelling. I know I was looking at this name and I was like, oh boy, okay. here we go. Okay. You always pick the names that are like impossible to say. Okay, this I'm, is gonna, no exception. I'm gonna try my best. Basa Bullet. And I listened to it on that YouTube how to pronounce a name. And then I went in my notes in my phone and tried to spell it phonetically. She's Polish, so maybe you have some insight. Well, so is Caroline Polachek. I did it phonetically on my notes. But I believe it's B-A-S-I-A. And the last name is B-U-L-A-T. Oh, yeah. There she is. Yeah. And the song is already forgiven from the album Are You In Love? And she released the single on February 4th. So it's hot off the presses. She's a Canadian folk singer, but she's Polish. And um, I this song... It's just the best way to describe it was this review I saw where they called it a sweeping serenade. And that that's just the best description I can think of. It actually has a recording of wind in it. So if you listen very closely, you can hear this howling wind. That's cool. Yeah, she worked with this instrumentalist who recorded it and weaved it into the song. So it's really beautiful and, and haunting. But the message of the song is up with another uplifting uh, song. Uh, because she said this is one thing that was the hardest thing to tell herself to forgive herself. When she was singing the lyrics, she had such a hard time saying it because even though she had written it down and told herself that she had, singing it was difficult. And there's something about, especially when you get older, you're more easy to forgive yourself. When you're younger, you're so hard and critical of everything that you do. Or even if I do something small, like... You know, if I like today, I there's these Girl Scouts in from the grocery store, and like, will you buy some cookies? And I just blew right through. I'm like, sorry, I'm, I'm 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 busy right now, and I felt really bad about it. But it's like, just let that go. You'll be seeing next time. You'll buy the cookies. But like, these things that just haunt you, and um, just to yeah, keep it going. You're you know, you're doing your best. And so yeah, and the person, one of the people from Morning Jacket, helped produce the album. Yeah, it's just really beautiful and soothing. All right, let's listen to Already Forgiven by Basha Bula. I can't escape my name, and I don't even try. And my body's tired of drinking bitter wine. When the cup it breaks in my hand each time. When the cup it breaks in my hand each time. Telling me It's a very pretty instrumental. Yeah, and in, in other parts of the song, you can also hear, like I said, the winds and the little instruments, and you could hear a lot of it there as well. Her voice kind of reminds me of Tracy Chapman. Yeah, it's a, she a has a bit. really beautiful voice, very folky. Yeah, I like and that. So. But yeah, a lifting message. Absolutely. So. Well, these are some very soothing sounds. Very soothing. You I know, if, if, you, if you spent V-Day alone and you just need, you know, something to kind of just unwind with and forget your troubles, your single lonely troubles. These are some soothing they sounds for you. They may be happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Like people don't have to be religious to be happy. Nor, nor should you. We should all be happy with ourselves. Nice safe. Yeah. <laughs> Dating ourselves. All right. So let, let's dive in to our oh, yes. candle review. So I'm ready. I'm so glad that we're here with Kate, who nearly burned down my apartment with a candle <laughs> that she sent us. I made up for it. She did. She sent a, she she came in today with a, a gift. A tart. And, <laughs> well, the tart, yes, but I'm 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 more referring to the the flame retardant. <laughs> the fire extinguisher. The fire extinguisher. My husband told me to bring you. <laughs> oh, I didn't even see that. So I didn't know you gave I him that. I showed it to you. You were very you into were, taking in, photos of the tart. Yeah, you, were, you were putting out crackers. You were busy. Yeah. Um, but. You know, so so now, just in case we ever do have a, a real fire in this apartment because of this podcast, we have a solution to that problem. So mm-hmm. thank you, Kate. But you send us many lovely candles yeah. throughout the years. <laughs> and, now, and now we have an insurance policy. So yes, thank My you. husband said that listening to you guys talk about that candle is one of the funniest things he's ever heard. <laughs> he doesn't really like podcasts, and he's listened to that on his own. So <laughs> oh, That makes me very happy. I'm glad we, Matt, took photographic evidence as well i couldn't stop I laughing I that just, was it was the perfect cover for the cozy awards <laughs> oh my god it was so funny that um, was wonderful 
but this this candle's burning the way it should burn. Normal normal little candle from uh, a company called Home Homesick. Homesick. Yes, and they started by pouring candles in their kitchen as a hobby, crafting scents that reminded them just like us. Yes, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, of the people and places where they grew up, and then their friends started asking for their own home states, and that's how. Homesick candles was born. That's right, and so you've probably seen these candles. Like I feel like everyone knows somebody who has these. Are they the ones who do like Chicago, Illinois, California? Yeah, yeah. Like a state candle. Like I feel like everyone knows somebody, or if they don't have one themselves, they know somebody who does. I've always been really trepidatious about those because, like, what's Long Island going to smell like? No one's like, or you know what I mean? Or like Boston. I'm just thinking places I've lived, and I'm like, I don't need to smell that. (laughs) Good. So this one is an interesting because it's called Love. So, yeah, I guess let's read his description. Uh, red roses by the dozen, candy hearts with syrupy sentiments, folding hands, love letters in a shoebox, and the one you never forget. The top note is lemon and cassis. <laughs> Kissies. <laughs> like r- raspberry. Or... That's one YouTube um, pronunciation Cassis, I missed. right? Is it Cassis? I always thought it was. Cassie. Cassie. I, what is that? Is it a... I thought it was one? raspberry. Is it not? Is it cassis? Or pomegranate? So cassis. Black currant. It's, sorry. Okay. It's for, black currant. For the okay. note it was a small two, red fruit. You guys probably know this. This is going to be embarrassing. Is it pony? Peony. <laughs> pony? <laughs> <laughs> it's a flower, Julia. Okay. <laughs> it could have been a silent E. <laughs> I, I was getting to a distinct horsey note. No, and we, we, could you imagine after just talking about the smells of cities, the smell of a horse candle? Mm, burning pony. <laughs> Peony. Peony? Peony. 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 Got it. Peony. Well, I've never had a peony. They're really cute. Ready for Valentine's, they'll get a peony. And then the bass notes are jasmine and sandalwood. Oh, my back hurts. <laughs> There's a theater in LA called Oh My Ribs. But it's my back. And I feel like we're embodying that that theater title. It's good. You should always, I try to have a belly laugh once a day, right? It's really good for you. It's good for the soul. So anyways, it's a tiny candle. It's it was, cute. It was almost 20 bucks. I thought it was going to be bigger. That was 20 bucks? Oh, my God. Wow. It's like a shot glass. <laughs> it is It is a shot glass. Yeah. So, it, no, it literally is a wow. shot glass. Did you get it online? Uh, yeah. So mm. Maybe that's part of it. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I thought it was going to be bigger. Wasn't trying to cheap out. <laughs> it's bougie then. Now you have more, a bougie Yeah, thing. I think it is. I think the big one was like uh, 40 bucks, mm. the biggest one. So I thought this was a medium size, but it really is a shot glass. It might be their medium. Their small might be a tea light. <laughs> True. I can smell it, though. I can't. I could not. I, I, you know, I'm really? finally starting to smell it, but I could not for most of this recording. I'm trying to get closer. Yeah, when I get, it doesn't have a lot of throw, so you have to get really close to this candle. Like We're just sticking our faces in the flame at this point. And all I'm getting is rose. Rose. That's all I'm getting as well. Yeah, I'm not getting any of the love letters. <laughs> The one you yeah. never forget. <laughs> totally not smelling that, that person. I actually feel like I can smell the, the black currant. From yeah? The, yeah. I, I think Because it's a little fruity, like a little berry yeah. maybe. Are you getting floral? lemon from it? No. Yeah, I'm not getting, I'm not, I'm mm. not smelling the lemon. I am getting the rose. And I, I agree with you that like that, there's like a fruitiness to it. Um, or that could be the sandalwood too though. That's that kind of like a, like a tangy. Oh, it could be sandalwood. Um. But it's kind I, of sweet. Yeah. It's sweeter I mean, it's than a, I thought you guys normally went for. Basically, but this is so light. I mean, like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, it's essentially not scented. No, I if, mean, if you're, if you're any kind of amount of distance from it. I yeah. just got it because I was looking for a Valentine's Day candle. And I thought, well, it's love. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll get it in. Apropos. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a bit of a stronger scent or I want to say higher quality. I, th- I think for a smaller room, it would be ideal. Yeah. Something that you doesn't kind of dissipate into a closet, a closet or, you know, cause this is just, this is a very normal sized room. Yeah. <laughs> or, or a bathroom, bathroom. Yeah. It'd be I a think, great I think bathroom. A bathroom. Yeah. 
as far as a rose candle goes, this seems like a sophisticatedly balanced rose candle. Like it has like a lightness to it. It's not like bang over your head rose candle for me, but Kate, Kate disagrees. I give it no wicks. <laughs> I've been really looking forward to reading a candle. And, and the hammer was brought down with yeah, no wicks. No tough, tough wicks. Tough luck here. Uh, for the I price, I don't know. For I, the price, <laughs> actually, yeah. Now that you mentioned that is an expensive no candle for no I think, smell. I think if this were like a you know a five to ten dollar candle, even ten dollars is well, pushing it. I will say this: we have had it lit for like an hour now, mm-hmm. maybe an hour and a half, and it's barely melted anything. It's like a millimeter melted, so it's probably going to last a really long time. Yeah. Why you would want it to, I don't know. But it would, and it would mm-hmm. be really good if the power went out. <laughs> mm-hmm. That true. is very true. Strong little candle. It's a good light. I, like I think. I think no wicks, just just because it's not really delivering anything for me. Yeah. Good in a power yeah, so it's a zero wick. It's our first all zero wick. We said nice things about it. You know, on Unspooled in the Facebook group, I always to join the group. You have to say something nice about something you don't mm-hmm. like. And I think we oh, all said I something like that nice. Exercise. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we all did. I think it. I like the copywriting. <laughs> there you are. You of see? the candle. That's fun. I don't know what it is. The thing about like saying like saying nice about something you don't like and this little this little candle getting <laughs> raked across the coals. I don't know. Okay, I mean, now it, I feel bad because you it called it a little me, candle. It made me think about like the candle as like a performer on American Idol or something. You just and, anthropomorphized like, it. I know, and then now we're like the judges being like <laughs> Well, now I give it all the wicks. I even do that when I'm like the produce aisle, which I, I don't know. I feel bad when I, when I pick one, like an avocado, and all the avocados, why didn't you pick me? The avocados talk to you? <laughs> I do. I, I feel like, I know it's sad. Sometimes you see a little produce that, I don't know, they don't, I mean, it's a champagne talking. This is fun. Yeah, yeah but sometimes we, I feel so, bad. So yeah, we've been drinking, if you couldn't tell by like... <laughs> It's a good the time. Almost unhinged nature of this episode. Um, we've been drinking Golden State Cider Brute um, this entire time. It's so. good. It's light. Yeah. yeah you know, it felt like, you know. It, I would give it a wick. We wanted a, a beverage as effervescent as Down With Love. We'd give, we'd, yes, we'd give this yeah. drink a wick. I yeah. thought it was romantic, <laughs> we'd give it a lick. Champagne. Before we go, we do want to shout out some of our listeners. First of all, shout out huge shout out to Richard for joining our Patreon. Thank you, Richard. Always love to see uh, a new patron. Welcome to the club. Yeah. You too can be a patron if you go to patreon.com slash allthingscozy. 100% worth it. Oh, thank you. I have the <laughs> magnet up on my wall. I have the sticker on my oh, laptop. Yeah, we have swag. And, and there's even a special Valentine's, Valentine's Day yeah. surprise going out. Ooh. So you can mm-hmm. get holiday surprises. I saw the surprise. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and then... uh. Lori Gray on the Facebook group, she gave us some really kind words um, about our podcast and what it means to her. And I, I always appreciate those messages bring a smile to my face. And also Elizabeth Huber, sorry if I pronounced your last name wrong, she sent us the kindest Facebook message. Really meant a lot. Also Tara J from Australia sent us another kind Facebook message. And it's so cool to know that we have a listener on in Australia. I never imagined that we, we would, so that's super cool. And then everyone who shared photos of their pets to the group or participated in the group. Uh, One of my first things I do in the morning is I check out the Facebook group, see what happened. And I love hearing from you guys and seeing the photos that you post. Whatever cozy activities you're doing, cozy pets, whatever it is, love to see it. It's a very cozy page. It I'm really glad. is. Yeah, there's never Thanks any in negativity. Large part to you. Yeah. I mean, like, I think in large part to a lot of people. Yeah, that's I, true. There's. I, I don't want to single anyone out because I don't want to forget anyone, but there's a lot of really great content. People post their crafts. People yeah. post like uh, what they cook. We have a lot of, we have a guy who talks about the stuff he's making and it always makes me hungry. It's really lovely. Yeah. I, I love that group and it's always so positive. Never have any negative answers. Always there. cozy. Always. Yeah. Always cozy. That is a stipulation of the group. Oh. Is it has to be cozy content. Yeah. It's just like <laughs> it's as true. someone who moderates a, a Facebook group though, it doesn't seem like the cozy group needs like any moderation. Oh, no. It, it just really like, doesn't. I just pop in and say, you guys good? <laughs> Go right out. And like, I, I have to moderate a lot in mine. So this yeah. is, it's, it's really refreshing. We've got to a be good group. I, group. I mean, every single listener we have is truly a joy. I yeah. mean, we don't deserve you. We do not. Um, but thank you anyway for listening. <laughs> I don't know why you do, but we really do appreciate it. Because you guys it. are awesome. Thank you. 
You're awesome, Kate. Thank you for joining yeah, us tonight. Yeah, we had the best time. This was really fun. I'm really, really glad that you guys invited me oh, to do this. Of course. It was, this is, I was nervous, and it was so easy and fun. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what I hope. When we come in, it's just a fun little conversation. Yeah, like it feels like just talking to old friends. Oh, thank you. That's what we're here for. Thanks. And we'll be back in a couple of weeks in your feed. A couple of old friends. you trying out a new tagline and if you want to keep up with us before then you can always find us at all things cozy again on the facebook group and instagram and talk about down with love to talk about down with love and when harry met sally and when harry met sally and we're also on twitter individually i'm at peevovarchek p-e-e-v-o-v-a-r-c-h-e-c-k and yeah so hope you had a great valentine's day we will see you Back in March. In March, that's right. Month We're marching on to March <laughs> on our peony. Um, right on our ponies straight into that's right. <laughs> March. To, to our little leprechauns right on the backs of the ponies. <laughs> okay. All right. Then. All right. Enough of the, Okay. Now, now, now we're off back the rails. To the, the leprechauns on frogs or whatever. <laughs> Let's just leave it there. See all you right. all next time. Stay cozy. Stay cozy. Stay cozy.